Well, everybody, we got another episode of Restaurant Dirt, where we talk about the things that go wrong at your restaurant. Uh, joining me in just a second is Roger Bobin from RestaurantRockstars.com. And so the whole idea here is we talk about stuff that can really impact the bottom line at your restaurant. And so we share stories of where things didn't go the way they should have. And then we try to flip the script and give you some tips on, on how to improve that for your restaurant. And today we're going to talk about how the punch clock and keeping track of your labor can really, really hurt your costs and so forth. So, Raj, why don't you jump in here and say hi. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy. Uh, first of all, let me hey, turn the camera on. Thanks, uh, James, for having me on the show, and I really appreciate uh, what we do together. It's a lot of fun, and you've got a great audience, great followers, and I love what you do for this business. You and I are both really, really passionate about this, so it's it's always great to get together and just sort of put our heads together and share ideas and thoughts and visions and how to execute cool programs and, yeah. you know, just help the uh, the industry. Yeah, Roger, I appreciate it, man. Well, I've, I've uh, interviewed Roger so uh, so many times now, uh, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 times, and I keep bringing him on because of the way he can relate to the restaurateur audience. He's done it. He's been there. Now he's built some programs and stuff that, that helps folks. And I know this story pretty well because he's he shared it on, on one of my other interviews in the past. Uh, and it, it's going to hit home for you because I guarantee you it's happened at your restaurant. Hopefully you've solved it, uh, but if you haven't, you've seen something similar because really what happens is people try to play a game, right? They're looking for how to make a few extra bucks, how to waste some time, how to get more time on that punch clock. And if you're not paying attention, you get hurt. So how did it break down at your restaurant, Raj? Well, you know, at the time I had 52 employees on the clock every single week. And it all started when, well, you know, the average approach to running a restaurant is people think they need to put a tight schedule together. And if you're doing a really good job and efficiently scheduling, you're staggering your people. Obviously, you don't bring in three hosts at five o'clock when you don't get busy until seven o'clock. I mean, this is common sense stuff. But a new restaurateur wouldn't think of that because there's thousands of details to running this business. So that's one particular abuse. And then the people that are doing that think, oh, I'm doing a good job. I'm making sure that, you know, I'm efficient with scheduling. But then on the back end, you also have to have a really good sense every single day for different business levels and when you can afford to cut staff when you think you don't need them anymore. So, you know, if you've got three hostesses and it's eight o'clock now and the crush is over, you know, your common thought would be, okay, I can get rid of two and just keep one. And we even went down to the slowest times having our service, our servers on the floor greet people at the door when things got really, really slow at the end of the night. So that's sort of an efficient bringing them in and letting them go when you don't need them anymore. But it goes so far beyond that. And the way I found out was I had three prep people in the kitchen, three ladies that were really nice personalities, nice people, and they made hundreds of salads a day. You know, we we had really, really popular salads, and they prepped all these things fresh every day, and they made all the soups fresh and pizza dough, and they did, they had a lot of work on their plate every single day because we made everything fresh. So one day, one of the ladies had a doctor's appointment or a kid, you know, got called in sick from school, whatever it was, I don't exactly remember. And so she asked the other two if they wouldn't mind just, you know, picking up her slack while she was gone for an hour or two, whatever it was, handling her deal. And, you know, they were all such good friends that one of them just said, hey, don't even punch out. You know, we'll just pick up the work and then when you come back, we'll just keep on going. And then all of a sudden it became a regular habit where this gang of three, whenever one of them had some other place they had to be, they didn't clock out. So they'd be gone for hours and they were on the clock being paid. You know, I probably paid them 12 bucks an hour at the time. 
You know, they were, you know, pretty important people in the kitchen. And it was costing me lots and lots of money. I mean, this went on for months until I finally caught wind of it. And I'm like, whoa. So obviously, um, I had to replace these people because what they did was completely dishonest. And they didn't see anything that they were doing wrong. They said, the work's still getting done. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay somebody if they're gone for two hours. It's just not reasonable. So that made me take a real deep look at my payroll. Okay, and most most companies, whether you use an outside payroll service or you do it yourself, I mean, everyone either has the old school punch clocks, which 20 years ago, that's, you know, we had a point of sale system even 20 plus years ago that you punch in, you punch out on. But the fact is, um, you know, there are abuses where people punch in early. So whether you do payroll yourself and you're, you know, doing it or you're just passing the information on, you're printing a report off your POS and just emailing that to your accountant, the fact remains is you don't know if all of those hours are legitimate unless you dig deep. So I printed out from my POS a weekly payroll report that shows every single clock in and every single clock out. And, and there's a couple of things I need to emphasize that a lot of people, I still see it to this day when I consult with restaurants and I ask them this question and we see lots of lost productivity and, and lost time. Here's where I'm going with this. So a point of sale system has what is called a daily grind, which means it, it processes all the day's information, usually in the middle of the night. It could be two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And if somebody forgets to punch out on that POS, then the machine automatically clocks them out at the time of the daily grind, which means you could be paying your people from, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon until two o'clock in the morning if they didn't punch out. And if you don't catch this on your payroll report, your accountant's not going to find it and they're not going to care. They're just going to process the payroll. And think about how much that's going to cost you if that happens to a couple of people during the week. And that was happening in the beginning when I first started this restaurant. And again, this is the business of a thousand details. And these are the things that cost you money if you're not looking. So I created systems for all this. So that was one of the particular problems. So once I replaced these ladies, I started to look closely at every single punch in and punch out. And the first things I saw, of course, were the daily grind where these people were paid till two or three in the morning. Know this, that every modern point of sale system, you can go in and you can edit prior times, the clock ins and the clock outs. So then I looked at the punch ins and I pulled the schedule. I pulled the bar schedule. I pulled the front of house schedule, the servers and the bussers and all that. And I compared the schedule on what time these people were supposed to punch in to the time they actually punched in. And all of a sudden, out of 52 employees, I'm finding 26, 28, 30 people that punched in 10 minutes early here, five minutes there, 14 minutes here. And that's all unproductive time. So I created this system and I said, listen, there are legitimate times when people get called in early. Either the dish pit is loaded with dishes from the night before. And just to get ahead, we got to bring this person in 15 minutes or half an hour early. Sure, that's legitimate time. I'll pay you for that. But I noticed, I, I started to watch and I see people 10 minutes early before they're supposed to be on the clock, they've punched in and they're just drinking a soda and they're in the employer and they're just chit-chatting with their friends, the staff. And I'm like, that's costing money every single week. So we created a schedule change authorization spreadsheet, which meant that if you were called in early for a legitimate reason, it was your responsibility to put your name on the spreadsheet. It was posted in three different places throughout the restaurant. You had to 
you know, put your name down and you had to put in the time that you were that you clocked in, the time that you originally scheduled to clock in and the reason for the early punch in. And then you had to have your owner or manager sign off on that. And then when I did payroll at the end of the week, I compared all these early punch ins to that sheet. And if your name wasn't on that sheet, you didn't get paid for that time. And we basically went in and edited the punches. So within two days, all the abuses completely stopped and I suddenly had an efficient schedule and I had productive labor and we did the other things. We staggered people coming in. We we rotated cleanup and side work duties so that we didn't have 10 servers on the floor doing side work. Instead, we had three every couple days and they would rotate. So some days you could leave as soon as you finished your shift. You'd cash out, you were out of there. You didn't have to clean anything because two or three other people would do it. And then it was your turn. Same with cleaning the line, you know, the kitchen line. Two or three people, not every single line person cleaned their station. And that worked great. And people really appreciated that because we did a fair rotation. So all these things saved time, increased productivity, and just raised morale in general. So that's a word to the wise, man. A simple system is yeah. going to prevent tremendous labor abuses. Yeah, you know, what's funny. It's a good, good timing for this call. I, I'm going to be interviewing uh, this gentleman uh, probably next week. Uh, his book, uh, Don Potter. From, uh, from Pinnacle. He's the CEO of Pinnacle, which is a POS uh, provider here in Florida. And he wrote a short book that's good, and it talked exactly about the abuses that you can do in the POS. And one of the things he pinpointed uh, was some of the things you talked about, punching in early, how the POS systems can be a corrective device for that, uh, and a whole bunch of other little scams that the employees try to play uh, with the POS device. So yes. uh, that's going to that's gonna be a fun call when I talk with him. But, but, but the point of it was, in, in terms of managing your costs, uh, those little things add up 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there times 52 people. Well, oh my God, change, change your whole, whole dynamic. And what we touched upon in the last, in the last uh, episode was labor cost, labor, 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 labor is the number one concern of every single restaurant out there right now. And um, it is. And mm -hmm. so, and so having the systems in place that, that absolutely maximize the labor that you're using is critical. It's critical. So finding the right people, sure. You know, training the right people, yes but then the, using them exactly the way they're supposed to be used is just another piece of the equation. So, so um, definitely, I think that's a lesson for people to look into your systems, look into your POS, look at the reports for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, discrepancies or audit trails and things of that nature. Uh, that Time you, that, spent. Yeah, that you can find uh, and, and maximize those. So all right, we'll, we'll kind of wrap that one because I think people get it. I think they're gonna be able to, to, to conceptually bring, it, bring that concept to their business. Uh, if you were to share 30 more seconds of wisdom on uh, labor, labor topics, what do, you, what, what do you think you'd say, brother? Well, it's an absolute competitive advantage to treat your people like they're rock stars, you know. And so we trained our people to think like owners. Everyone's got a set of eyes. And you mentioned I had 52 employees. I mentioned that also. And I wanted to fix everything that was broken in my place before the customer sees it. Because, you know, I throw out a lot of phrases and mantras a lot. And I've always believed that, you know, there's a thousand details in this business. Even if you get 990 of those details correct, it's the 10 you miss that the customer always sees. And I was obsessed with every customer's experience. 
And that's everything from, you know, trash in the parking lot to dirty windows to burned out light bulbs to, pat, you know, old posters advertising last week's band. It's like, I don't care what it was, wobbly tables, wet counters in the bathrooms, uh, lack of toilet paper or paper supplies in the bathroom, you're out of soap, just messes, you know, garbage cans spilling over with paper towels. It's like I became obsessed with every little detail and I trained every single staff person before we opened our doors to walk through the place. You know, we had sort of battle stations, you know, where every single person, no matter where they work, they not only policed that station to make sure that it was perfect for the customer, but they also looked around at everything else, the big picture as they walked through the door. And we rewarded people for this. So we never had wobbly tables and we never had dirty windows and we never had those, you know, condiment dispensers that are grungy with ketchup. It's like everything was perfect because right. we had 52 people making sure that everything was perfect. And I got to tell you, especially in the age of online reviews, every impression counts. It's either a positive impression or a negative one. So that's kind of what it is. Lead by example. Don't be too important to just bark orders at your people. Show them that you're not too important to pick up paper or trash in the bathroom. You know, just show them that this is the way we run our business and then empower everybody to fix what's broken. And that is a competitive advantage because you can be sure that the service levels that you provide your customer and the staff training and the development that you provide your staff, nobody else is doing this stuff. So if you can take a page out of my book, lead by example, be obsessed with the details because the customer experience matters and that's a competitive advantage. Raj, man, good good example, kind of a good uh, rant there that uh, that people can yeah. pull out just that that uh, ninety seconds there and say, you know, hey, I got I got to get in there, man. I got to get in, I got to get dirty. I got to get everybody on the same page. We got to work together. Definitely. It's so so competitive out there, and and absolutely, if your place is doing all those little things better, it's going to add up to more visits, more dollars, more happy people, more profit, and. Uh, the, con the converse is absolutely, absolutely the case if you're not doing it. So some of the things you hit on uh, uh, speak to the academy program that you do. Why don't you mm -hmm. touch on that really quickly and wrap up where, where, where else people can find you out there on the web? So I've got about 25 years of experience in this business and also um, business skills. I went to business school. So I applied systems to I had four different restaurants over the past 20 something years before I sold those properties. But I took every single thing that I learned in 20 plus years in this business, every service training, every marketing competitive advantage, cost controls. I was obsessed with profit maximization. But I also had started four different restaurants from scratch and there's so many logistical details before you even open the doors. If you're doing this for the very first time, even if you're doing this for the second and the third time, it's everything you need to know and everything you need to do and everything that you need to get to open the doors to that new restaurant. That's the logistics section. So the Academy is a compilation. It's a fully turnkey online program that is a series of video tutorials, audio tutorials, and printable PDF materials, and fully turnkey automated spreadsheets with audio tutorials on your key critical numbers. It's marketing firepower, delivering tens of thousands of dollars in ROI to your bottom line. It's everything I learned to have double the net profit of the average full-serve restaurant, which I did for over 20 years. You know, they say you're doing well in this business if your restaurant rings 10 to 12 or 15 percent net profit, and I had a 30 percent net profit margin based on all these systems. So I took 20 years of knowledge, 
in the trenches experience, school of hard knocks, everything I've learned, and I made it simple and turnkey and created a product called the Restaurant Rockstars Academy, and that's what that's all about. Yeah, thanks, uh, Roger, for that, and, and his stuff is, is absolutely great, and what I think is, is you know, we've been helping restaurants same, uh, on, online for 20 years now, which is amazing. We, uh, the, we, uh, as soon as Al Gore invented the internet, we put up a website for restaurants, and so We've been we've been we've been doing that and um, providing tips and tools, and it's still the same sort of challenges. Keep going up. I can, I can go back to some more content that's twenty years old, and it'll be as relevant today as as, as it was ever. Foundational, um, basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's such there's such things out there, and so everybody goes through the same challenges. Although we're in these changing times as well, and so that's why I like Roger's program, and 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 we you know we we're happy happy to recommend it to our to our readers and members to walk you through all the things you got to do, so you don't have to learn the hard way. Um, and so forth. So I really like that. Um, yeah, Roger, uh, what about um, uh, the website there is uh, restaurantrockstars.com. Where else can they find you? Yeah, Twitter is at restaurantrock1. Our Facebook page is facebook slash forward slash restaurantrockstars. Again, we have a weekly podcast uh, delivering lots of free information on service, on marketing, on training, on cost controls and finance. Every week, you know, we have either a, a new guest in the industry that can help you run a better restaurant, or it's just me sharing uh, that two decades of knowledge on, on a podcast on a given topic. Um, really fun, exciting stuff. Episodes last anywhere from 10 minutes to 20 or 30 minutes, depending on, you know, the meat of the topic. But it's just a way that I can give back because I'm passionate about the business. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out Roger's stuff, folks. Uh, it is it is fantastic. As far as running restaurants, please check us out. We are all over the place as well at runningrestaurants.com, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can see those links up there. But uh, uh, Twitter, we're at Jamie Oikel and Instagram and so forth. Uh, we are trying to be in those places because that's where you guys are these days. You're all over the place bouncing around to all these different social channels. So we want to be where you are. So please subscribe uh, to things like YouTube, to iTunes. Uh, Check us out on Facebook. Uh, We want to give you the tips you need to succeed as a restaurant uh, with all the challenges that we have in place. So that's where you can find us on the web. You can see Roger stuff as well. Roger, good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jam. I always appreciate uh, chatting with you and sharing knowledge of the industry. Thanks for doing what you do. You got it, man. Thanks. Good stuff as always. This has been Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com along with Roger Bodwin from RestaurantRockstars.com. Thanks, folks. We'll see you soon.